Hi there. You're listening to Cinema Cult, where we pick a weekly movie genre, review a movie with that specific theme, and then discuss where that genre is going, where it's been, and figure out what significance it ultimately plays in cinema's history. As expected, there will be spoilers, and F-bombs are dropped pretty frequently. All right, this week we revisited our chick flick genre for a little uh, Valentine's Day treat, if you will, and we watched the Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey reunion, Fool's Gold. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Seems appropriate for this movie. It does. It does. <laughs> Actually, I want to say a little history on this movie. Okay. So I know we all three of us tried to watch this movie together. We were all kind of busy, had a hectic schedule. We were supposed to watch it last night, and the power went out at our house. So we all couldn't get together to watch it. Yes. But me and Matt watched it in the dark on a laptop. Nice. Yep. <laughs> and it was really sweet. Yeah. I really and then the power came on midway through, so we took a break. And then put it back on the big screen. I say, let's just keep watching it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the power comes on, I just turn off the light. <laughs> he just smiles at me like, yeah. It's like like a commercial. I think it's like a commercial thing, like Duracell for like for like a jewelry company. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had to watch it by candlelight. Okay. So it was even better. We had to watch. It was all candles around the table, and then right in the center was fool's gold. How on, many candles did you have? Seven hundred candles. Oh my god! <laughs> Birthday <laughs> candles. Oh wow! So they only last. For about ten seconds, yeah, to keep yeah. like replenishing the candles. Yes, yeah, and okay. we had to hold them between our fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Destroyed the couch, just wax everywhere. <laughs> All right, what's your history with this movie? You watched it, right? I did watch it. Okay, then that's it. That's it. All right, let's dive right in. All right, so the movie starts off. I'm actually kind of excited because again, to give you this like backstory on like this like five hundred million dollars. Yeah, we got our generic like text. Well, actually, no, yeah. it's like a pirate text. Yeah, on and the it's screen. actually kind of cool. And I was like, all right, this is gonna be kind of a neat movie. And then it like clicks right into like your average like romance. I want to say you're like, Zack Snyder speed ramping in this like uh, where it keeps like zooming in and going fast. Oh yeah, it kind of does. Oh yeah, yeah good kinda, reference kinda, actually. Kind of dumb. Uh, you know what? The first thing I got out of this though, as soon as the music cued in, I was like, man, this is like a 21st century version of Romancing the Stone. Okay. Yeah. I was like, the music even kind of sounds like it at times. I was like, it's a treasure hunt. Yeah. It's a romance movie. I think it was actually compared to Romancing the Stone. Like not a not as awesome as Romance. No, <laughs> Romance is actually kind of badass. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, how sometimes Matt will write down a note and he doesn't know what it means. Yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Okay, well, I since Power was out, I had to write my notes down. Um, In the dark, freehand, and I don't know what this means. Uh, maybe you guys can help me. It says, <laughs> "Song starts. I love movie boner. I don't know <laughs> what." <laughs> I don't know what that. You means. know what? I had a note that was like this too. <laughs> wow, great! I, I had the same thing. No, I put music cue. We're in for it, and I don't know what that means. And I'm, I think you and me were talking about the same thing, but I don't Probably. know what it was. Maybe about. Maybe it was. Oh well, for your note, Matt, I think it may have been because uh, hilarity ensues within the three, the first three minutes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know what? Okay, so oh, oh actually, I got. It. I'm sorry. The song to the movie starts, and I lose movie boner. Oh. I was excited, and then uh. the song kicked in, and I lost it. Yeah. Okay. Is okay. that what it meant? Yep, that's what it means. Okay. Okay, cool. Back. Mystery solved. Yeah. Cool. Kind of like this uh, treasure movie. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> actually pretty much the same exact thing. <laughs> yeah, but minus boners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and $500 million. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so during this whole credits thing, we see Matthew McConaughey and his Ukraine buddy um, down on the ocean floor. They're digging away, um, just kind of searching for treasure. And actually, this whole like opening scene is actually pretty funny. 
um, because the boat catches on fire above them. Yeah, how does it catch on fire? Um, there's a random piece of paper that's on fire. <laughs> okay. Around. Yeah, what was that? Don't know. Yeah. I, you know what? Now that I'm like looking back on it, I was like, I was so taken back by the actual like fire that I was like, wait a minute, what was that flaming piece of paper that floated into the boat? This is one of those moments where all three of us were not paying attention. That's exactly And we were taking a note. Because my note right here is Chris loses cool exterior when he laughs at three minutes and 15 seconds into the movie. Yeah, he he looked at the movie to see when I laughed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, like I laughed because when the boat sank in the background when they're underwater, I was was losing it. I was like, man, it's pretty pretty good. good. Yeah, because the boat uh, ends up sinking. And they don't really see that the boat went down behind them because it's a big dust cloud, pretty much. <laughs> and I thought it was funny at three minutes and 15 seconds. Yeah, to I me. laughed, too. Yeah, it was so, all right. Well, yeah, well, so while they're down there, they find this plate. And I guess this plate kind of links them to the guy they talk about throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Who they're going to find the treasure for later. Does anybody remember the guy's name? No. No? In the bad guy? or No, to the guy that, that actually had the treasure. The oh, something guy. like Francisco or oh, something. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Okay, you yeah. get points. Yeah. All right. Something Francisco. Yeah. So they San Francisco. San Francisco. Oh, and you lost <laughs> no, no. points. It was Dan Francisco. <laughs> so the boat goes down, and they go up, and they got the plate, and they run into. Um, it's kind of like your Malcolm Jamal Warner from it, uh, Cosby from Show. Cosby Show. Yeah. Who was the other guy? Was he anybody? Um, I wrote his name down, but I don't recognize anything he's been in. I actually liked. That guy a lot in this movie. He was in it more than the other, than Malcolm. He was, yeah. yeah. And I thought he did a really good job. Yeah. Although his character is like uber confusing. Yeah, he is. Throughout the whole movie, you don't know if he's a good or bad guy. Yeah. And I think they're trying I to do like he, a... I think they did on purpose, though. I think they're trying to do one of those like bad guy teetering on the side of good and then kind of confused, I guess. Pretty much. But there's no like yeah, resolution to it. You said in a moment when we were watching this, Chris, that you're like, oh, he's going to switch sides. And I really expected him to switch sides, but he never never did. I thought there was just going to be the two bumbling idiots that, you know, kind of like in your Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, okay. you know? Yeah. Kind of like popping it in and out and then bad stuff happens to them, but like doesn't happen at all. No, not really. But yeah, so they come up and then the boat's underwater. Uh, Matthew Connie actually has a pretty good line too because when he comes back up and he's looking for the boat, he doesn't know where it's at, and his buddy's like, "It'll come to you. It'll come to you." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then he realizes it's underwater. Um, so yeah, he, they come up and the guys take him away because the two guys, like the henchmen, work for Kevin Hart. Yeah, who is the like, most intimidating person in the world. He's actually pretty decent <laughs> in this. I mean. I didn't like find him goofy in this at all. No, but, I didn't um, expect him in this. I was I like, I was, yeah, I forgot he was like even a person in real life. Yeah, <laughs> like he was born before like last year. Yeah, They're like oh, he was in stuff before last year. Then he started popping in every movie. It was just like, Pretty oh, much. it's that guy again. <laughs> so uh, Matthew goes off with the two guys, and we got to Kate Hudson, who we find out is a server on uh, Donald Sutherland's boat. Yes, and Nigel um, Honeycutt. Yo, you remember that? I wrote down the names because the names are not real. <laughs> it's a movie, Hunter. I looked it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. Wait, what did you mean by it's not real? Well, you got Finnegan yeah. is another name. Yeah. And then, was it Tess Finnegan? And then what's Matthew McConaughey's like, first name? I don't remember. Like Robert Finnegan. And then Big Bunny. That's not a real name. Yeah, I know, man. I don't know what you're trying to put together. <laughs> These are characters in a movie. I don't know what mystery you solved here. This isn't a documentary? I, I was on the question that we were watching a documentary. I looked up every single one of these names, found nothing. <laughs> this isn't based on a true story? <laughs> so we end up finding out that Matt owes, we'll call him Matthew, if you will. Yeah. Matthew owes Kevin Hart like a good chunk of money. Another funny moment here is when the dude knocks out Matthew McConaughey. 
Matthew McConaughey falls on the Kevin Hart. Like, it's supposed oh, to be yeah. a cool scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get him off me. Get him <laughs> off me. <Yeah. laughs> that was a pretty good one. That was line. good, yeah. Yeah. So what they do, and actually this is kind of a neat scene, too. They go to throw him off the boat, and his legs are tied together, and he's got, like, an anchor. Yeah, he's just an anchor. Yeah. And this whole scene's actually pretty decent. He ends they up... Give him the Caribbean cement shoes, if you will. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, oh. I like that. Yeah. Here's okay. Then I'm going to ask. I'm going to pose this question. Do you guys think you could get out of this situation? No, not at all. He, no, he should have died right here. Oh, he should have died. They're out in the middle of the ocean, and apparently he drops to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, and it's probably pretty <laughs> like far. Deep Star Six level ocean. I knew you were going to bring that movie up. I knew somehow you'd bring that movie up. It's in my note. Right, well, yeah, that's actually a really good point because it would be like completely dark. Because down when there. they cut to like the surface, there's no land in sight. At all, that's a pretty good point. Yeah, so it's going to be about pretty it. deep. Yes, yeah. his ears would be popping and everything. Yeah, but yet he's out there. He would have gotten the bends. He's out there, Radio and he head. ends up meeting uh, a bunch of like tourists out there. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, a bunch of uh, can't be too far off the shore. A bunch of bros and a couple of babes. Yeah, yeah. So what ends up happening is Matthew McConaughey goes to the bottom of the ocean, and he ends up shooting the chains off his anchor. After he shoots at the two henchmen, they take off. And then, uh, oh, here's another funny part in the movie. When uh, Matthew Kane waves down like this group of like college kids, and he gets in the boat with them, and they're like, yeah, come on. And they're having a beer, and he's like, he's like I can't even get out. This is stupid. He's like, he's like, take a hard left here. And he takes a hard left, and then everybody flies off the boat. <laughs> yeah, it's so random, and it, they don't come back to it. It's just like they all fly off the boat, and like, why would he, why did they have to take a hard right? Because it's, it's just, an ocean. It's not a road. Said, oh, yeah, yeah, Because it it's, just cuts to the next scene, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. There's no. <laughs> yeah, and they ended up picking. I thought they like threw him a beer and then just left him, but apparently they picked him up. Yeah. yeah, did you watch this movie? Did you? Yeah. 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 No, it's very confusing. Nothing about this movie made sense at all. <laughs> I will say this whole movie, I mean, I could follow it from beginning to end. When they start getting into like treasure talk, I'm completely gone. Same here. And it's a bummer because I feel like when they're talking, they're getting excited. As an audience member, you should be getting excited yeah. with them. Oh, they found the next treasure. Yeah, but what is, it, what is it about these kind of movies? And I brought this up before in the podcast about treasure hunting movies where the exposition is so boring to listen to. And, like, I mean, like, I mean, and it's it's weird because it's like the actors don't even seem excited. They're, like, their their portrayal of it sucks. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's always, you know, I, like... I think they did well acting-wise. I mean, there's actually a couple of good scenes not, where they're explaining everything. But I feel like you're just not, as an audience member, you're not excited with them because you're not following them. You're not, well, like... No, I'm saying just, like, in general, when actors have to do this kind of dialogue... Where there's a huge, and I'll, I'll cut it a little bit into, I'll, I'll cut a little forward into the movie. There's an exposition scene where they talk to um, Donald Sutherland about basically the, the lore and the legend of this treasure, right? And the way they talk about it is the way that actors always have to talk about it in treasure hunting movies. And it always sounds so corny. And I feel like it's like just, like, I'm, like no actor can pull it off. No, I think they, I didn't. I don't think this movie sounded corny. I thought they did well. I just think the actual like the script, like the puzzle you're supposed to be solving, it wasn't like just, grand enough to be. You're not following it with them, so you can't be like, oh yeah. There's no like Ark of the Covenant or Holy Grail that they're looking for. It's just a generic. I felt it was just a like a generic treasure. Yeah, no, I agree. I yeah, agree. but like well, okay, but like Indiana Jones can do it. Like for some reason, that's, I'm just thinking because that's interesting. It's better script writing than this. Yeah, but I mean, like this. I mean, how many? I'm I'm just kind of going through all the treasure hunting movies in my head, and I feel like at points is like say National Treasure. There's like moments where they talk about it, and it just sounds so unrealistic. Yeah, but they're also like finding components 
of like a puzzle that like leads them to the next puzzle, you know? Yeah. Whereas like in this movie, they're just going to like they just dig up like a, a hole and like they yeah, find much. like a map or something. What I'm saying is like the excitement that the characters are expressing in these kind of scenes somehow doesn't transfer over to the audience. Like we're not excited for them. Like I think it's just the uh, the actors they got for it, you know, coming off of How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. They're just like a it's like a perfect Hollywood couple. They just don't really there's no like grit or action to their treasure hunting, you know? Yeah. So it makes it like kind of non not believable. Okay, so do you think uh like using a treasure that is more relatable would be like better for the audience in these kind of scenes? I think there like, need to be more stakes and like actual maybe like some traps or some some like Something to add to the adventure. Okay. Instead, we got, like, henchmen, cha- like, chasing after them, and then, like, their rival, which is Ray Winstone. Yeah. That's, like, pretty much all you have throughout this movie, and just, it kinda, it's, un- yeah. it's basically uninteresting when you find the next piece to the, the treasure. It doesn't beat Nazis. Yeah. No, nothing beats Nazis. You know, like... <laughs> I beat Nazis. <laughs> Indiana Jones beats Nazis. Okay, but what about something like, okay, you know... Um, like the Da Vinci Code. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of the big things why that book was so popular was that all the information that it's given is interesting because you've seen the Mona Lisa. Yeah. So like when it breaks down, or you've seen like the yeah, it's all stuff Supper. that we can like sort of relate to because we know what like the physical thing looks like. Yeah. Whereas like it says it's like they found treasure and they lost at sea. Like I always thought like a like a unique aspect of like a treasure hunt should almost be like a murder mystery. Yeah. Like somehow the audience needs to be involved. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was scenes like the the exposition and like Fool's Gold takes yeah. us out because we're not involved. We don't know what the hell they're talking about. Well, it's, it's focused purely on the the romance yeah. rather than the uh the adventure. So it's like but what's the point of even like going through a scene where it's like the background of this treasure? I think it's just like, throwing, it's not even going to be entertaining. I think it's just throwing Matthew and Katie into an adventurous situation. So I'm going to just disagree. I actually think this movie is more aimed towards the adventure than it is the romance. Okay. I'll agree with you on that. So I mean if we're going to compare this to How to Lose a Guy, yeah. How to yeah. Lose a Guy is definitely the romance. Yeah, that's... but they focus a lot on the relationship. I think they do, but I think the the treasure is the main focus here. Okay. <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> That's all. Awesome. Oh man. All right. So we find out. <laughs> so we find out that the um, perfect segue. <laughs> no, that was amazing. Um, so we find out that Matt Few McConaughey. I don't know why I broke that into so many weird syllables. Matt yeah, because every time you say Matt, it sounds like you're talking about yeah. me. I know. Like what? I'll like, say Pass off the hug. Like what? I'll say McConaughey. Somebody man. say steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember that Deuce Bigelow? Yeah, good yes. reference, dude. <laughs> so McConaughey. <laughs> Man, I'm slipping. All right, so McConaughey and Hudson apparently are married, and he's rushing to get to their like divorce meeting, mm-hmm. and he wants to stay together, but since he's late, I guess they get divorced. Yeah, because he didn't have his boat, so he had to swim to shore. Yeah, and I guess since he was like 30 seconds late, the divorce is like final. Yeah, you have to be there on time, man. Yeah, clearly. Why are they divorcing? Because uh, he doesn't have any money. At all, he has no aspirations. He doesn't want to go to Chicago. I yeah, remember, that's I also that. true. Yeah. Oh, okay. She said we can stay together if you move to Chicago, and he's like, "No way, bro. I gotta find this treasure." It's a sad movie. <laughs> 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 so he shows up late. The divorce goes through, and while they're outside talking afterwards, he goes, "Hey, I found the plate with the logo you told me about." Blah blah blah. And she's like, "Well, I won your boat in the custody battle, or whatever. So I'm just gonna cash the boat in." I'm going to go back to uh, Chicago. He's like, look, the boat's gone, babe. 
It went Deep Star Six. Stop, man. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, fine, we'll go on this hunt together. And then they do, and it's fun. What? <laughs> that <laughs> didn't we, happen. And what we have is just a fun time. Didn't she knock him out? Yeah, with a cane. Yeah, I do no, remember Was that. it a cane or a golf club? I thought it was a golf club for some reason. Wait, what guy just randomly walk around with a golf club? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'd do it. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Cool, well, maybe Are you, you look Arnold stupid. Palmer? Can I borrow that? Okay, so this is the second time now in this movie where Matthew McConaughey has been knocked out by a slug to the head. No, he gets beat to shit throughout this entire movie. Yeah, like he should be dumber than a rock at the end. I imagine like at the end of this movie when he finds the treasure, it's like all inside of his head because he's just like lost. <laughs> like somehow he's at the bottom of the ocean like dying or something. He's like, I found the treasure. <laughs> Was it just the last moments of his life? Just... Yeah, because he got knocked in the head so many times. <laughs> Because this isn't this is like this is the second time. But I was saying, this isn't the last. There's time. There's like five or six times where he sh- he's like dead. Yeah, like for sure. Yeah, the, the head wounds in this movie are insane. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of them. So actually, okay, so actually, what happens is she needs money for her tuition. So she's like, "Fine, I'll go on this you know treasure hunt with you." Uh, we cut her back to women's intuition. Uh, uh, no, college tuition. Oh, oh, college. oh my god, that explains so much in the movie now. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they need this treasure. I thought her, her, college, <laughs> college tuition's up this year. I thought it was like her woman's intuition was to get away from McConaughey because he's a loser. Okay, I thought that was it too because he wasn't like he was kind of a bum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we solved that movie. <laughs> Another um, mystery solved. <laughs> so we cut back to Donald Sutherland's boat, and he's waiting for his, I guess she's a teenager. His yeah. His teenage daughter. To it's come. his, like, young daughter. And she, she, I don't know, she's one that's kind of hard to tell how old she is. I Where's, tell. What is she from? Uh, Broken Flowers with Bill Murray. Never saw it. What else? Uh, that's about it. Fool's Gold. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> uh, I saw that one. <laughs> that's what she's from. <laughs> oh, I know what that movie is. So uh, Sutherland's daughter comes into town, and she's kind of a spoiled brat, and she just wants to leave the boat and go shopping. Yeah, she pretends she's like super excited, and then as soon as she like, as soon as she leaves the boat, she's like texting to her friend or something like, "Kill me, I'm bored. Yeah, this sucks." Yeah, and she's taking off on the boat, and her hat flies off. <laughs> and while her hat flies off, Matthew McConaughey is like, "All right, all right, all right," <laughs> and he drives his <laughs> pontoon boat over. And he jumps he in does the like air. A, he does like a Mission Impossible jumping out of the motorcycle. It you totally know? is, yeah. Like, <laughs> and he grabs the hat midair and he falls into the boat. And then, I don't know. And then he gets, Yeah, he's, he's all right yeah, because he's, cool. he's invincible in this well, movie. They get taken up to Sutherland's boat. And then Sutherland's like, hey, why don't you stay for a while, have a shower. Um, you can sleep in my bed. No, he gets knocked and, out. Yeah, he gets yeah. like legit knocked out. He gets he just, knocked I, out I, again. I don't think that conversation happens. Maybe in his head, but uh, yeah, this right is now. the <laughs> third time now that McConaughey gets knocked out to it to a head wound. Yeah, because he gets ran over by a boat, doesn't he? Uh, no, yeah, he... a boat runs over his boat. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, okay. And then he gets fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it really happened. <laughs> no wonder why he's still looking for this treasure. I don't even think it's real at this point. No, yeah. <laughs> He brings up, uh, remember back in the day when you had those books where it was like all these like secret codes and stuff, but you had a, a, a special marker that came with it, and if you highlighted it, it would show like the puzzle. Oh, like le- it was like it's like a lemon juice thing. I have no lemon idea juice what you're talking like invisible about. Invisible ink. Yeah, he keeps buying all these like treasure magazines at like <laughs> the store from, from highlights and you know. <laughs> I found this at the doctor's office. <laughs> it was in the waiting room. Some idiot just left it there. <laughs> he left his map. <laughs> Come on, babe. (laughs) 
So um, he get he gets aboard the boat with Donald Sutherland and everybody else, and he finds out that Kate Hudson is the like butler kind of or maid or, or something. I don't know. Well, Kate Hudson's about to get fired when they have their first interaction on the boat. Oh yeah, they, she just throws plates at them. Yeah, I was like, I would have fired her like immediately. I wouldn't even like hear her out. She broke all the plates and threw the food at everybody. Yeah, yeah and then like the next scene, she was like serving like hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. Yeah, like then, nothing ever happened. She, <laughs> this is all because she freaks. She comes to the dinner table. She's like the the servant, right? Yeah. She comes to the dinner table to serve dinner and finds out McConaughey's on the boat now, and she freaks out and throws. I she's, yeah, she just like yelps and just like throws plates like on the the table and everything. Yeah, and then just like cuts to the next and then scene. Just the next cuts. scene. Next scene is when we're breaking down. Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson are explaining the entire history about all this. Yeah, their past. It's just. It's exposition time. Yeah, and <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is like totally into it. You can tell he's like excited about it. And for some reason, I mean, I don't, I, I don't like to use this word too often, but you can tell in everybody's eyes that everybody in this room wants to fuck Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> because if you look at, it, he's telling this story, and everybody's eyes are like lit up and like licking their lips, and they're just like, "This guy is amazing." That's all I thought this entire scene. Yeah, this isn't what I got out of this scene. What I got out of this scene was why isn't Kate Hudson like pleading for her job back? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's a good point. We need to look at this movie realistically. So the next day, uh, they take the giant boat, Sutherland's boat, and they're going to go find out where the treasure is. And when they get there, they find there's another boat there who is led by... Ray Winston? Ray yeah. Winston, which I didn't know was Ray Winston until the very end. Yeah. In fact, that guy just pops up in movies. I never know it's him. He's a great great guy. When it, well, this, what, is before, this is right after, like, I, I want to say, of course, it's right after he did Sexy Beast. Yeah, it probably like, is around the same time. way after. It's like, actually after he did Departed. Oh, yeah, he's in that. Yeah, oh, Mr. shit, Mr. it Mr. is. Mr. French, which, yeah, uh, yeah 2006. Because now he's, like, more of a big name. Oh, like, yeah. But at that point, he kind of, like... He was still pretty... He's a bigger British actor, but... Yeah, I think he was a, a big name, but after he did, you know, The Departed, he became, like, kind of, like, the guy you get for tough guy roles, almost. Yeah. He's, I like him a lot. Because he was in uh, Edge of Darkness, and he's pretty badass. In that is he really? Yeah. Have you ever seen Edge of Darkness? No. With uh, Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson, no. That movie is pretty awesome. Is it good? Yeah. From what I remember. Is okay. it like a romantic comedy? We'll keep it ambiguous. Like From this. my opinion. We'll keep it ambiguous like this treasure they're looking for. <laughs> so they rent... In- oh, go ahead, Matt. What do you got? Okay, so I wrote this note down, and I I, I thought this Ooh, movie- another note. <laughs> we get the decipher. <laughs> Whoa, that's two this time. <laughs> Tell me what you guys think of this. I feel like this movie would have been so much better. I don't really... I don't hate this movie, first off. But spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I don't hate this movie. Twist ending. But this movie would have been awesome, and it would have been a classic if it was made in the 80s. Right off the right off. This is like, an eighties. This is an eighties movie. Yeah, right after Romancing the Stone. So kind of like because you know it could be like, oh, this is what sparked this movie. Romancing Stone is what sparked this movie, right? Romancing the Simone. Simone. <laughs> Rant, romancing Simone. Um, uh, shit. And what you do? Romancing an entire ethnicity. <laughs> what? I don't know what Simone. A Simone. Is. <laughs> That's what I was saying. What yeah. we talking about? I was talking about the name Simone. <laughs> I, was talking about Simone. <laughs> I, I got both of them. All right, cool. <laughs> it could have gone either way. <laughs> but uh, I was like, man, this movie would have been awesome if it was Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Yeah. In the 80s. That's, yeah, I mean, this is like... For a- some reason, I thought you said... <laughs> I don't know why, but in my head, I, I heard you say Whoopi Goldberg and Kurt Russell. What the what? fuck? <laughs> what? I don't know. That is the second time. Just like That was like... I was like, man, I'm it. sorry. All right, no, I'm done talking. He's a banana. I heard apple. I, I guess. <laughs> no, I agree. It, it, it's definitely a Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn thing. Well, you're probably just saying that too because of the Kate Hudson thing. Plus, overboard. 
Plus, yeah, it had a, uh, this movie has a major overboard comedy vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, I think it kind of does. Yeah, but no, I just I feel like that would have been like a really cool pairing because then you could have like like a fun Kurt Russell action adventure movie, but then it could be still be romantic with Goldie Hawn in there, yeah. and then they definitely have chemistry because they've been together for what thirty over thirty years now. That's true. Was the only movie they ever did together? Was it Overboard? Was that it? No, they did another one called Swing Shift. That's where they met on. Uh, I didn't hear. I've never seen it's that. A, um, Jonathan Demi movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, I can totally see that. That's like the perfect. Yeah. Like, even um, like when you said like Romancing the Stone, like uh, Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner would be yeah. perfect for it too. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like this would have been a better sequel to Romancing the Stone than Jewel of the Nile. I remember liking Jewel of the Nile. I remember Jewel of the Nile. Like I just I didn't like it. I remember not. Actually, it. don't think I've ever seen it. I just know really? that um, uh, Danny DeVito returned as like the yeah. sidekick or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But man, I want to watch *Romance in the Stone* now. Yeah, me too. We'll be right back. I didn't have the laser disc, so we couldn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they run in this other boat that's ran by Ray Winston, and he's kind of like a bad guy in a sense. He's like a. Bad guy initially, and then you know, kind of becomes good. I, I think he's kind of like a bad guy. Like they're, him and Matt Picone keep going after the same thing. Yeah, but they'd have each other's backs if needed. And See, okay, but I didn't understand his character. This is why I didn't understand. He's his the. Character. I think he's supposed to be McConaughey's like mentor. Yeah, and something happened. There's like a falling out or something, and then when they meet up again, obviously there's some beef, but they don't really explain too much of what happened. Well, no, I, what really. I don't understand is, and I get what you're getting out of him being the bad guy is because there's that scene when Kevin Hart, this happens a little bit earlier. Kevin Hart goes to visit Ray Winston with the plate that they found earlier. And he, you know, he tells him about the plate and he basically turns Ray Winston on to the treasure hunt. Yeah. Why does he do this? Cause then at this, there's not a single point after that in this movie where Kevin Hart talks to Ray Winston. No, that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah that's it. And cause I, I thought when that scene happened, I was like, okay, Ray Winston's going to be a part of, Kevin Hart's outlet now. And yeah, he's like go, the right hand man, or you know something. Yeah, he's gonna find the treasure for him. But it just—I don't know. It was weird because then, like, it started him off as a bad guy, but then they never did a single scene. Yeah. With with. Well, him. also, there's nothing like really. He doesn't really like. They portray him as a bad guy, but he doesn't really do anything like bad. No. To make him like a villain or an antagonist to the like the good guys you know i almost want to say there's something this is there's something on the like the editing room floor there's like a scene there might have been yeah he actually does something bad and they probably got rid of it because it probably would have changed the tone or something because nothing really the only like kind of violence that happens is at the very end pretty much yep like where people yeah people start yeah it's pretty bad yeah it's pretty good we'll get to (laughs) that i was pretty surprised (laughs) but it's almost like romancing the stone what do you mean? With the violence and romancing the okay, stone. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the end of Romancing Stone, it gets really violent. Yeah, it does. And it gets it's very serious. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, it was like an adventure movie, and it gets really dark at the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, it does. Well, here's what happens. When they meet up, you see that Ray Winston is, like, setting these, like, booby just, traps. No, he's setting up markers. Oh. No, he's setting up markers to... Fire? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, candles <laughs> underwater. No, yeah. he's getting ready to blow. Down yeah, there. but he's yeah. he's setting up like markers of where the treasure could be, yeah. and so they do have like mm. C four TNT, yeah. something. Characters welcome. Uh, <laughs> grenade. <laughs> no, that's not TNT. That's USA. Oh my bad. <laughs> yeah, they have a bunch of USA's posted at the bottom of the ocean. A Isn't bunch TNT's of... drama something? Oh, drama's welcome. <laughs> drama. Who's, who's drama? Uh, drama turtle. <laughs> drama and turtle welcome. <laughs> So, yeah, they got this thing set up. Matthew McConaughey sneaks down into the water, and he's kind of, like, Scoping out the their, scene, yeah. yeah. he's destroying their rig. Yeah. And if you look in the background, I didn't notice this in the beginning, Matthew McConaughey's boat 
is named. I'm trying to say that laugh, but it's stupid. It's called Booty Calls. Is it really? (laughs) I did not know that. And he goes down there, and while they're down there, uh, one of Ray Winston's buddies. um, Well, actually, I'm jumping ahead because Kate Hudson sets Donald Sutherland's daughter to come out and distract the guys. She's like, before that, she goes out, she's like, crying to all the the crew members like <laughs> nobody thinks i'm hot and then one of the I guys like, think i'm smart oh no no he says no i think she no, does she says that she's like no one no thinks no one I'm thinks hot. i'm no one thinks i'm smart or something and then says no one on the boat thinks i'm hot and then one of the crew members is like i think you're hot <laughs> <laughs> why does everyone i know think i'm hot except the ones on this boat we think you're hot are you kidding me i know i do Gemma, i need your help no time to explain i thought like a lot of the uh the background characters were pretty hilarious yeah, because yeah, there's, there's a part later on that's pretty pretty good. No, that's actually a good point. I feel like I laughed more at this movie than I did um, with How to Lose. Oh, a guy. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, like I actually laughed. It wasn't like it wasn't an embarrassing laugh. Like oh, yeah, I wasn't this. I wasn't chuckling at all the charming parts. Yeah. Oh, with the how gorgeous the dresses are in this movie. <laughs> but then we all laughed at the part when they went and saw Titanic, or went and saw oh, no. Celine Dion. What was the? Uh, there was that, and then the uh, the the. God damn it. Oh, oh wait. Go ahead. <laughs> the, uh, the guy running the snack bar or whatever at the... They call it snack bars at the oh, yeah. movie theater. Yeah. Would you like to upgrade your drink to large? <laughs> That's at the Celine Dion concert. Is it? That whole thing is like... I don't know. It was the basketball game. A laugh fest. It oh, yeah. It was a ba- yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. I remember that movie. Well, no. So, um, back to this movie. Donald Sutherland's daughter comes out. Kate Hudson's like, hey, go out there and distract them. Um, so, she goes out there and she's kind of like, hey, guys, what's your name? Blah, blah, blah. And she points down into the water, and she's like, oh, my God, look, it's McConaughey. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? Cut, <laughs> and- cut, cut. <laughs> you said his real name. <laughs> and at this time, one of Ray Winston's buddies, or henchmen, sets off one of the... Yeah, they try to murder Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, pretty much. And he sets off one of the characters' welcome, and <laughs> McConaughey just flies into the air, and he lands on Ray Winston's boat. He flies like a thousand feet up in the air. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's kind of like the end of Fear when uh, <laughs> Wahlberg flies out of the window. But McConaughey actually finds like a sword. Yeah. While he's down there, which I think it's kind of weird because he lands over there, and you think like, oh man, Ray Winston's got a hold of McConaughey. Like, what's gonna happen? Oh yeah, it just and cuts too. Cuts. And they're looking at the sword. No, on the yacht. Knock, no, he knocks him out. Yeah, he punches the shit. Out oh, of him. that's right. Okay, so never this mind. Is the fourth time that McConaughey's been knocked out in this movie. Yeah. It's like Rocky Five. <laughs> <laughs> can't read good anymore <laughs> then you get will smith from concussion to look at matthew mcconaughey <laughs> tell him the truth and, <laughs> and so mcconaughey gets back on the boat and he's got the sword with him because when he blew up it landed on their boat yeah so later on that night we got a couple things going on mcconaughey steals the sword and he goes back to meet the the two henchmen from earlier in the movie to get to kevin hart mm-hmm. um, why does he do this because he wants to get hit in the face again there's yeah. there's more like pans in the face and yeah he gets knocked out again doesn't he yep right here yep he gets knocked out with a cricket bat (laughs) yeah (laughs) like what six time now yeah to the face (laughs) but why does he go to find kevin hart again i don't get that i think to shit it's it's kevin hart not hart again yeah hart again (laughs) where do you get hart again from i I said kevin hart again oh it's just kevin hart man god (laughs) (laughs) well no he goes back because i think he's going to like say hey man like, stop. How you doing? Yeah, like, back off, you know? You're in this yeah. movie, remember? Because <laughs> Kevin Hart's not really in this movie until the very end, I feel like. 
Yeah, no shit. Yeah, he's really like not <laughs> yeah, really. And he's the I main like, bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is Kevin Hart the main bad guy in this movie? Like, I think I, just to have like, just to have a, a just to make guy. like Matthew McConaughey like almost like the Han Solo, and then Kevin Hart's like job of the hut. He was oh, like okay. he was a debt to him, you know. Yeah. Oh. They should have made Ray Winston. Yeah. Everything's coming up. That would make the movie better now. We just yeah. relate to Star Wars. <laughs> they should have made Ray Winston the main bad guy. But it was never like a threat, like they were gonna kill each other. Yeah. But Ray Winston was always like, you know, one step ahead of him, or you know, kind of like them fighting. Yeah, like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because at this point in the movie, the movie gets dark because Kevin Hart shoots uh, Jamal Warner. Oh yeah. Okay, like, that's what dead. happened to him. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is where yeah. I stepped out of the room for a second. <laughs> and I was wondering, really? Yeah, I was wondering what happened to Malcolm Jamal Warner. Oh, yeah, he got he got shot by Kevin Hart. Man, that makes me sad. He's the first casualty of the movie. Okay. and uh, Many more to come. Oh, my bad. Kevin Hart didn't shoot him. The, his new henchman did. Oh, that yeah, the piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then during this whole thing. <laughs> wow, really dude, he's a real piece of shit. Is he really? Yeah. You remember this movie? No, is he like an oh? Oh, you mean like, in like real life? No, like, yeah. like later on in the movie, he does some like kind of piece of shit stuff. To, oh yeah, totally. Like what? We'll get there. Okay. Stay no, tuned. We didn't watch the movie. Tell us. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah, I want to know what kind of what qualifies as a piece of shit. <laughs> no, Kevin Hart. I'm not a piece of shit, am I? <laughs> no, Matt, you're okay, buddy. Let's talk. Okay, good. Let's go back to the movie. Uh, so Kevin Hart pretty much tells McConaughey, "You're gonna find all this treasure." I am the captain now. I am the captain now, and he's like, "You're gonna give me all this treasure, and I'm not gonna kill you." Yeah. And that's it. And me and Matt are watching this, and I'm like, dude, at that point, I wouldn't even look for the treasure. Like, we would just take off. Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah, why did get, he go yeah. to talk to Kevin Hart? That's what I want to know. It's like, like going to the lair of the beast. Yeah, and then he like made a deal with him, and he's like upset about the deal. Like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. I was like, dude, why'd you go there? Yeah, exactly. Like, he didn't even know you existed. I think just to get hit in the head more times. Like, I'm pretty sure that, like, his henchmen, like, when you went to the bottom of the ocean... His henchmen were probably like, oh, he's dead. He yeah. Bombed the yeah, you could have just said it that way. Like, oh, he's dead. Or like the explosion. Like he was obliterated by a yeah, bunch but of Kevin Hart characters welcome. Yeah. But Kevin Kevin Hart hadn't seen him since before the scene. Alive. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Alive. What? That didn't make any sense. <laughs> that made perfect sense. <laughs> I don't think you know what a movie is. <laughs> Saying it. Never mind. Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> Uh, so after this, we get this like really weird montage. I feel like it was just a bunch of like leftover movie clips they didn't know what to do with, so they just like threw it together. Maybe. No, it's a, you know what it is? It's yeah. a bunch of deleted scenes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was just a bunch of extra stuff. They're like, uh, yeah, like throw on a Smash Mouth song and put these clips together. <laughs> <laughs> so after this montage, you go to a bar that night, and they're just kind of hanging out. They're docking. Um, they're docking. Yeah, like the band. Oh, yeah, they're docking. Okay, like they're dressed up. It's docking. I thought it was like uh, like boat talk. Like they're docking, they dock at the the restaurant or the bar. That, or whatever. That's what I actually meant. They oh, dock. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. They dock. Um, <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> well, uh, and then they kind of figure out, or Matthew McConaughey has this realization: Hey, I know, I think the treasure. Might... <laughs> I know, hundred percent sure. I think. I know I have an idea where it might be, and so they all run out in the rain. And I see. I this is where this movie loses me because I'm just kind of like, dude. I was lost. I like. My there's a whole gap. Yeah, from here on out, yeah. I'm just not really following the story. I'm not. I don't know how they're figuring stuff out. Because I, yeah, I think they're just like, oh, this happens. You know, like I found this. It's like, how did you find it? You yeah, because he asked the guy. He's like, oh, that's genius. He asked that captain. He's like, where'd you dock? He's like, oh, where the. Yeah, he just. Oh yeah, the I think the daughter says something. Yeah, but it's just like I don't even know how. He, then he's like, you're smart now because you figured out the puzzle. 
Yeah. But no, like I feel like nothing really is important up until they get to the like the church or whatever. Yeah, and this is like the next like big scene where for some reason they, they dig in his grave, right? I think the, they're just digging up somebody else's grave. They, they find something well, no, in no, the... No, no, no. The scene that happens right after they're at the bar, um, they realize that, like, they're going to go to the beach, and they start looking stuff, finding stuff on the beach. They find, like, a musket okay. and some, like, other, you know, um, artifacts. And then they realize they need to go inland to a church. That's what, yeah. The, that's because what the, it's the oldest building that's, there. That's what the girl says. She says something about land. And she, uh, I think Matthew McConaughey's like, oh, you figured it out. Like, they never went out to sea. They went into the land. That's what happened to the treasure. Yeah. And that's how they, like, figure out they need to go to this church or something. I don't know, This is one of those things where it's like, are we supposed to be excited for I them? was fucking confused. Like, I, I, from a writing standpoint, like, are we supposed to be, like, really excited for, like, oh, they figured it out. Like, No, because we don't know what they figured out. Yeah, yeah. we don't know what they figured out. Yeah. Well, because then they get to this this church, and they dig up a grave. And they find some stuff, and then Kevin Hart shows up. Basically. And then Kevin Hart's like, hey, I told you. Yeah, wait, wait, no, no this, okay, and this is a part that doesn't make any sense either. They didn't find any treasure, so why is Kevin Hart, like, attempting to kill them? That's a good point. Also, how does Kevin Hart know where this place is? I don't know. Yeah, he knew, like, oh, they're at the oldest church on the island. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. And it's like, and then he's like, I'm going to kill them before they find the treasure. And then what, Matthew McConaughey hops on his moped? Yeah. yeah, and he leaves Kate Hudson. He's like, I'll get help. Yeah. <laughs> and then he falls off a cliff, and this is where we lost it, he dude. gets rocked. We were. Did you laugh at this? I mean, I laughed at how ridiculous it was. Because what happens is McConaughey and Hudson take off on their moped. Hudson falls off the moped, gets hit by a tree limb, and McConaughey and his bike go off the cliff, <laughs> and then it cuts to Kate Hudson like watching, and you just see this explosion. <laughs> it's the biggest explosion. <laughs> yeah, from a moped. Yeah, it's from a moped. It's yeah. so ridiculous. <laughs> oh, so, I, I did write this note down, though. Kate Hudson falls at one hour and 21 minutes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yes. Nice, nice throwback. I know, right? I, I forgot like, about I was, that. I was waiting for her to fall. I was like, she's going to fall sometime in this She movie. falls in the opening credits of How to Lose a Guy? Yep. Okay. Uh, she falls, like, I think twice in that movie. Okay. They always show this in, like, chick flick. Like, I don't know why they think, like, girls, like... Get all like clutchy or whatever when they see like other like girl and or protagonists fall in movies like, and they don't the girls don't think this is funny yeah but for some reason like the movie studios think Matt that speaks this is a- for all girls <laughs> I'm speaking for women tonight but like <laughs> Matt we have so many questions did you understand no there's like a formulaic thing they're like oh all women think other women falling is hysterical so we're gonna put it in every trailer for. A romantic comedy. I say this, and you're like, "That's that's stupid." But watch the next romantic comedy movie to come out. I bet you the protagonist falls. I know there's probably a bunch of those Sandy Bullock movies. Oh my gosh, there's a ton. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Don't you think though that people think the same way about guys? They think you throw like Static X and Adam Scott into a movie, and <laughs> guys gonna go running. <laughs> Man, this is a bunch of like flashback episodes. That's what I feel like we're doing tonight. <laughs> No, oh yeah, there's stuff for guys though. Well, yeah, like cars, yeah, and beer like, and beer, yeah, like um, a beer driving a car. <laughs> oh god, that's <laughs> dangerous. He said bear. I said bear, <laughs> drinking beer, drinking beer, Canadian beer. Oh, okay, this is With Canadian s- bear. Some duels. It's a duels. <laughs> See groups in seven. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so this next scene, um, they make. Kate Hudson climbed down to this like blowhole that's in this rock. Um, they call it a blowhole. Oh, it pretty much is. Yeah. yeah, 
All right, so I got to bring this up. Do you guys remember the Disney movie, The Rescuers? Yeah. Okay, this is the exact same thing from The Rescuers. Because the plot of The Rescuers is the villains in the movie kidnap, or they don't kidnap, they adopt this little girl because she's small enough that they can send her down a blowhole to go find pirate treasure. Because they can't fit down there. This is the exact same thing in this movie. Man, it's kind they of. They send just... Kate Hudson down a blowhole to find pirate treasure. I, just... I thought those were too. They're, they're like way too similar. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, and like, and it was an emerald. By the way, it was an emerald the size of a fist in the Rescuers, and that's the Kate first... Hudson has a fist. No, that's the first thing she pulls <laughs> out is an emerald the size of her fist. That's true. Yeah. It? I thought it was just a bunch of coins. Oh no, Kate! Because remember, like, oh uh, Kevin yes, Hart's looking yes, at it. And that's he's right. Like, that's yeah. big, and she smashes against his head. That's later right. On. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So there's got to be like, it, I feel like it's too some, obvious. Some copyright infringement in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, maybe it's just a reference to it. Maybe, and that could be. That yeah. could be it. That's uh, Matt's rescuers corner. <laughs> you haven't done a corner in a while. I miss those. We do corners yeah. like every week. I don't have any corners. I live in a circular home. <laughs> Awesome. So they make her climb down this hole to get the treasure. And what was she doing? Like tying the rope to the the rock? She tied the rope to the rock so that the the current wouldn't like throw her out the hole. Oh, okay. Which happens later on to one to of the, the guys. other hunt okay. men, which is graphic violence in this movie. Yeah, just like sh- <laughs> it's like the end of uh, Cabin in the Woods. Where the blood is shooting out of the merman or the mermaid? Yeah, it's the oh merman. yeah, the merman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shooting out of his blowhole. Just That's it. So is. much blood. Oh yeah, and I don't understand how like how is, how so much blood is generated from the human body. No, you'd be yeah. surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you are sick. <laughs> well, because Chris asked me, he's like, "How the hell did it happen?" I was like, "I guess like the the way the the wave came into the blowhole from the ocean pushed him so hard he just exploded." I, that's what it looks like. It looks like I he guess. Just exploded, it exploded, yeah. and then all everything that was left in his body, plus his shoes, shot out. Yeah, of he, the, just, uh, he just popped like a balloon, basically. License yeah. to kill. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was about to call back. Yeah. Or Miguel Ferrer from Deep Star Six. Oh, stop, man! Three times tonight. <laughs> I'll keep it. I'll keep doing it. If you don't know what Deep Star Six is, listen to that podcast. It's got the lowest views. It's episode seven. <laughs> And you can't view a podcast. <laughs> I tried watching it. All yeah. I got was this damn audio. <laughs> Couldn't get the video. I just got the audio. <laughs> so they, the, the, the henchmen think that Kate Hudson's dead. Uh, Matthew McConaughey shows up. He gets chased by Kevin Hart. And he actually ends up just straight down, jumping down the blowhole. Yeah, like, and no what, fear, man. Which I was thinking what was going to happen is he was going to hit, like, every side. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a, pink, or like a, um, a pinball machine. And just like, and just like, and then he just like floats on the bottom. Of the I thought he was gonna it's like, dark. it's a really See, dark ending. What I thought was, I thought he was gonna jump all the way down and then like shatter his like, well, like ankles. The... He's gonna shatter his shins on like one foot of water and be like, ah! <laughs> and like Kate Hudson's just staring at him. He totally ties. He's just, it. He he's told... just standing up straight, screaming, like, ah! <laughs> There's so much bone. <laughs> Yeah, he just totally mistimes the jump where the water just like gets sucked out. <laughs> All there is at the bottom is just rock. He just hits it, just shatters every bone in his legs. Should have worn shoes. But like Should have worn some Crocs. But his legs go straight into his legs. They don't bend or anything. So he looks like Dorf on Goth. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you're going to Dorf on fishing. Dorf on treasure. 
Dorf on Fool's Gold. What are you talking about? <laughs> you, don't, you don't know what Dorf is? Dorf, Dorf uh, it was Dorf, right? We're saying yeah. that. Right? Okay. Yeah. It was um, back in like the 90s, there was this comedian who used to do these like um, tutorial videos, but he looked like, he like made himself look like a little person. Well, that's kind of how and, I imagine Matthew McConaughey jumping into this. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> if you don't know what this is, please look it up. It's called Dorf. You said, uh, Always be on like Comedy Central like infomercials. Yeah, I've never actually seen any of it. I no. just remember I called this number one eight hundred Dorf. Pretty much, really to get yeah. your free VHS on Dorf plays golf. Yeah, yeah where's that much. guy now? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, his name is uh, popular. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Steven Spielberg. But, yep. St- Tim. Oh, Tim Conway. Tim Conway. Yeah. That's who it was. Oh, was it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. So what is he? I mean, <laughs> he's <laughs> a actor. human being. <laughs> he's a he's a human being. <laughs> So, Matthew McConaughey jumps down there, and he's pretty much going to save Kate Hudson. That um, one, the, like, the dick henchman is, like, going to basically kill her. Yes. And steal the gold. Yeah. So, as he's, like, strangling her or whatever, or trying to drown her, I think that's when Matthew McConaughey pops in, stabs him with a knife. Yes. And then he gets sucked into the bullet hole. And that's when we get our... It's like, this scene is almost like the equivalent of, the equivalent of when the Nazi gets... Chopped up by the the blades, and oh. raiders, or like the henchman that gets sucked into the the rock grinder in Temple of Doom. I felt like this is like the equivalent. Okay, yeah, I, I can that. that. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of violence, and when it does show up, it's like whoa. Yeah, it's like really, really well, extreme. Yeah. It's very like in that, and it's very much implied. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Because like <laughs> the amount of blood, yes. Because <laughs> like okay, with Temple of Doom, you don't actually see him getting like crushed. Oh yeah, they just show but the you blood. see like the blood on the. All um, you need to see is the, the grinder, right? Yeah, exactly. And then in Raiders, you just see the you don't see him getting chopped up by the blade. You see the blood hit just against the bladder against tail the blade. Yeah, exactly. We're on the same level, Matt. Just like last episode. In sync. <laughs> Backstreet Boys. What? No, in sync. Backstreet Boys. Wrong, wrong group. <laughs> Together. 98 degrees. Oh, together. <laughs> you plus me equals us. Wow, you actually named a song. <laughs> it was their hit song. Dude, was okay. one... <laughs> that was a funny show, though. I remember it being pretty funny. It was an MTV show. It was an MTV movie. Yeah, it was. On MTV. It? And there was, yeah, that was, I thought it was pretty funny. It had I know, um, it was. Chris Farley's brother in it. Yes, it did. So Kevin Hart goes to his Cessna, and he's looking through... It's a plane. A Cessna's a plane. Oh, Why are you looking at me like that? Because I was like, what the hell did you just say? Like, it's called a dictionary, it, like, dude. He said it like you try to throw it away your Cessna. Don't like, worry. He goes to his Cessna. He runs over to his Cessna. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, Matt. I was also confused. <laughs> he runs over to his plane. Uh, for people who don't know what a Cessna is. <laughs> or don't know what a plane is. to say something. <laughs> yeah, Cessna, if you don't know what a plane is. Uh, so Kevin Hart's like counting his gold. Yeah, he, just wait till you get to a safe area. Get in the damn plane and take off. Yeah, man. just get out of here, man. But he ends up dropping and goes over the side. Uh, Kate Hudson comes over. He pretty much takes her hostage, and so they take off in the plane. She hits him really good in the face with the the emerald. Yeah, like man, there's just so much like head bath, head in this wounds, movie. yeah, brain damage in this movie. It's insane. So they take off. Ants are taking off. McConaughey actually jumps on the boat. Uh, and he, oh yeah, he pulls Kevin Hart out of the plane when they're up in the air, and Kevin Hart falls for like five minutes, and it looks so ridiculous. He, he fell about the same height as Matthew McConaughey earlier when he got uh, shot out of the water. Yeah, actually, that's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, Kevin Hart dies. Yeah, he does. <laughs> well, we don't know that. Sequel. Sequel. So what I don't understand though, 
I'm going to argue for Kevin Hart here, okay? okay? So why would he do all this, like, where you have to take him hostage and everything? Isn't that his island? Yeah, I think he was supposed to be, like, the owner of the island. Yeah, he owns the island. So they're basic. All he has to do is take him to court and be like, hey, like, they found all this stuff that's on my island. That's true. It's my it's my gold, you know? Yeah. Because no, isn't it, like, point. wouldn't it be the same thing as, like, if you found something in somebody's basement and you tried to claim it? And it's like, no, you found it in my basement. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So nice. it's like, why is he going through all this trouble trying to kill everybody and shooting guns? And this is Matt's legal corner. Oh, yeah. You want to get into legal? Okay. So this is <laughs> this is where I'm gonna segue it. Oh man, this is. I, feel, right. I feel a rant coming on. Get all your right. law and order. Dong, really- <laughs> 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 I looked this up. I was like, okay, what are the what's the legality as far as uh, claiming treasure that you find? Like, what's the oh wow? You actually looked. Is this what you're looking? Yeah, up? this is what I was looking. Oh my up. god! So, Before this podcast started. <laughs> Matt was reading this whole thing, and he's like, "We can't start the podcast." He's like, "I got to read this." It's so so just, yeah. No, no, it's ahead, based off of a law called the Treasure Trove Law, oh, and wow. it's the, basically that if you find something, it's yours, finders keepers, and it it applies to most um, states in America, but at certain uh, certain ones where there are certain states where you can argue about owners' rights. When it comes to saying, like, you know, a situation like this, like, if you found it on my island, it's mine. And that's what I, I just wanted to look this up because I was like, with all these adventure movies where they get away with this giant treasure. At yeah, well, it's like the legal action that people yeah. would take or whatever. And, like, who buys it? I mean, I know it's, like, expensive, right? Like, it's like when they get, okay, basically when they have all this treasure at the end of the movie, how do they get money off of it? Oh, wow. You, like, really dove deep into this one. Yeah, because, like, if you say if you found, like, you're like, Oh my god! I found a whole pirate ship full of like like Goonies. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, but you know what? There's actually a thing with the Goonies though, because they they're, they're diamonds okay. that they end up taking at the end. But say like at the end of Goonies, they get to take away the entire that entire dinner table of gold coins. Yeah. Who do they sell it to? Like, how does that happen? Uh, cash for gold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Or Coinstar. Yeah. <laughs> Coinstar. <laughs> Just go to your local grocery. <laughs> yeah, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> there you go. You got your cash. I, you, you can trade in all those diamonds for an <laughs> iTunes voucher. <laughs> <laughs> or a gift card to Charlie's. <laughs> so what's the overall role? Uh, is it you get to keep it? If you find it in your, say you moved into a house. And you found out that the house had... Like squatter's rights or something? Yeah, you get squatter's rights, basically. It's finder's keepers. It's, and, wow. And that certain states, it's different, like I said. Now, say you used to own this house, and the person that just moved in found treasure. You can't argue that, you're like, well, that actually, that treasure was left by my grandfather. You can't argue it, because you have no proof. So, it's it's still finder's keepers. Wow. Okay. Why did they, like, they should just rename this movie Finder's Keepers. I know, It would have right? sold everything. And actually, probably... <laughs> Probably a better name for this. <laughs> yeah. Also, I learned this, though. I thought this was kind of interesting. This, this is just one of those a- things where you read an article, and then at the bottom is another recommendation for a different article. <laughs> yeah. Like, Did you know <laughs> if you like Kevin this. Costner? <laughs> Originally, this now this this law it was uh, in Rome, was called... Thesaurus. When in Rome? Yeah, when in Rome, this law like existed, and it was called thesaurus, because thesaurus in Latin means treasure. I did not know that. Well played, my friend. That was actually, that was pretty interesting. I know, right? I that was is like, probably, in the history of the show, that is probably the best corner. Yeah, You've there gone you go. Very serious and very, very informative. Well, right. you don't, you said you live in a circular house, though. <laughs> yep. So it can't be corner anymore. It's going to be, what are you, you going to call it? Mets. Uh, what goes around comes around. Oh, that's cool. oh man, that's cool. Nice. That's a whole spin-off podcast. Yes. <laughs> 
It's a Netflix exclusive. <laughs> so um, when he pushes Kevin Hart out of the plane, Kevin Hart gets a shot off, and it goes into the engine or it hits the gas tank yeah. and they're leaking. Supposedly, Matthew Kane knows how to fly planes. So when she asks, you know, how do you know how to fly a plane? He goes, PlayStation. Sony Entertainment is proud to present Fool's Gold. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. Wings, flaps, airspeed altitude, pedals for the rudder. Check. Hey, 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 you know what to do? You know, PlayStation. <laughs> oh. He's flying the plane, but he goes, hey, I don't know how to get down. I don't know how to land a plane. So he pretty much just like crashes it. Uh, I thought at first I thought it was gonna be very a very uh, graceful landing. No, not at all, man. <laughs> and then the they plane the gets water obliterated. <laughs> but it's it's good at first, and it starts wobbling. Yeah, and it just gets totally obliterated. Yeah, it hits really hard. But of course, you know they're all right because they're invincible. They're our protagonists. So after they survive the plane crash, they're kind of floating in the water, and McConaughey's like, "Hey, will you marry me?" I don't know why she would say yeah. They're pretty much just hot off this whole treasure hunt. Yeah. And that's the only reason she's like, yeah, of course I'll marry you. He's the exact same guy from the beginning of the movie. Why, you know, the reason why she was divorcing him. Because he didn't have money, but now he has all the money. <laughs> oh, wow. Love. He can buy all the boats. That's he, true. He can buy all the tuitions. <laughs> and <laughs> so uh, they end up getting married and they uh, they uh, start their own museum that they yeah. put all the treasure in. Which uh, is kind of a cool shot. You never really see the treasure throughout this movie. Yeah. And then at the end, it's like all on display. And you're like, oh, There's so much treasure. Like, oh, that's what they found. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then it, it uh, cuts to black, and that's uh, Fool's Gold. Fool's Gold. Fool's Fool's Gold. The unofficial sequel to People Under the Stairs. <laughs> not a lot of people wow. know that. <laughs> that's yeah, in, I didn't make that connection. <laughs> that's another episode. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of people know that. All right. So let's go ahead and do our one-sentence summaries. Hanto, what do you got? I saw it, like, one other time, and that was all right. Okay. And I watched it for this podcast, and it wasn't all right. No? No. It wasn't all right. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought it was kind of a boring movie, and okay. there wasn't really much to offer. Okay. So. All right. Um, I say uh, Fool's Gold, more like Finder's Keepers. Yeah, I, I said that. <laughs> Well, that's that's good, Chris. You can't, Thank you. You can't take my line. <laughs> that's my one sentence summary. No, I think this movie is actually really enjoyable and it's very entertaining. Um, like wow. all my criticisms on all my movies, twenty minutes too long. I think this movie yeah, needs to be trimmed it's down. It's like six minutes shy of two hours. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, well, way too long. It needs to be cut down a little bit. But no, I enjoy it. I think it's fun. Matt, what do you got? I feel like this movie needs a better edit because there's parts in it that are really funny. It's and, really, really confusing story-wise. But, yeah, getting rid of the com- confusing stuff. Because even if you dropped all that exposition about, like, uh, the, you know, basically the pirate lore. Yeah. Or the treasure lore, it would still be a watchable movie. You could still be entertained by it. I just feel like if you ne- you needed to edit it better. And I think, like, the music kind of made this movie look really corny at times. Yeah. That was kinda, my biggest beef with this movie. I think kind of, I don't know, felt like uh, How to Lose a Guy Again, but just in adventure form. Yeah, and like you know what, they didn't really need to market this movie as a romantic comedy. They could have marketed it as just an adventure movie, like yeah, a fun adventure movie. But then you would have gotten into uh, Sahara territory, exactly. Because he just did Sahara, I think, like four years before this movie. Yeah, which is basically like it's it looks like the same movie. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. yeah, I actually thought that at one point yeah. too. So you you did like it or you didn't? Uh, it's I think it's 
I don't know. It's hard to say because like there, like I did laugh and I did enjoy it at times, but a lot of times, like I was like, man, this this is just like a crap movie. I said, there's not enough for so, me. To, there's not enough for me to recommend, to recommend this movie. It, yeah, okay. definitely better than How to Lose a Guy. No, it's a yes or no question. Did you enjoy this movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, if I say no, I look like a movie prude. If I say yes, then I'll completely ruin myself. Are you trying to do a Breakfast Club? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I just answer the question. I, then. The questions, <laughs> yes or no? Uh, no one cares. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was okay. Cool. okay. Oh, it wasn't too bad. Okay. God, jeez. Maybe it's right. because I didn't think it was. No, good. I don't know. Stop. You Wait, said yes. I explain right. this. I, I think, he, uh, I think okay. he exhausted all of his words from that legal drama. He just he started out. Now he doesn't uh, know anything. Uh, <laughs> does this smell like eggs in here, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we don't really have a genre breakdown because we've tackled the genre before. We do have a few questions to go over. Uh, first question, though. What did it better? Fool's Gold, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Well, I just said that. Yeah, we Fool's kind of... Gold. I think we just kind of went over that. And then what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a slight step above How to Lose a Guy. Okay. But not that much. All right. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll, I'll be, I'm with Hanto on that. Okay. What's happening? I think not, it doesn't really offer much for me. I, I like How to Lose a Guy better. I wow. Think. I mean, if we're gonna go more in the the whole like romance slash you know chick flick genre, um, I guess if you want like has a, more to offer, I think I, I guess, feel like there's more chemistry in How to Lose a Guy than there is in this. I do yeah. not feel the chemistry in this. No, movie. no way, not at all. But I mean, I like them both. I just think How to Lose a Guy is more entertaining. Yeah. I didn't feel like it dragged on like this. I feel one like did. both of the relationships are uh, pretty dysfunctional. They really are. That's actually a really good point. And, I mean, at least both movies have a resolution, but, you know. Now, would you watch, <laughs> if they did another movie, those two, would you watch it for the podcast? <laughs> would you watch it for the podcast? It'd be very, very tough. Yeah, because I, I got I to gotta finish out the trilogy. Yeah, we got we to gotta complete the saga. So we just get that petition going for them to make another movie together, okay. and then we're, we're good to go. Yeah. You know what, though? I'm also starting to think now, too, that, like, since we're comparing the two... Um, I feel that this movie is more of a Matthew McConaughey vehicle than How to Lose a Guy. I agree. You know what I mean? I feel like Kate Hudson is still, like, they they still stereotyped her as, like, the damsel in distress. When I feel like maybe if they were, like, would have reversed it. Like, what if, like, it was her that was trying to get back together with Matthew McConaughey? Like, reverse the roles. So, like, she gets knocked in the head, like, five or six times. In the okay. Movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. no, this is good. Keep going. No, no, I'm serious, though. Like, what if they reversed it where she was the adventurer and she was, like, the, the lazy one and, like, owed money to people all the time? And, you know, I feel like that would it'd almost be different. Be a, I mean, it'd be different. It'd be more interesting, like, a dynamic, though. She, she was, like, the, uh, and... if she was, like, the adventure seeker? Yeah. I'd be down. Yeah. Almost yeah. like a, a romantic comedy like tomb raider you know okay wait what <laughs> yeah you got it is that a no. future podcast i guess <laughs> now i want to see tomb raider because it's a a romantic comedy no that's what i'm saying like do it as a romantic comedy but basically like a female adventure yeah okay okay i definitely think they could have done more with the adventure romance you know kind of like making it almost like a it's a cheesy movie but national treasure yeah kind of like more obstacles leading yeah. up to you know like going into crypts okay or like you know, 
traps or you know all that kind of stuff that's in your typical adventure movie. I agree. I, li- know, I like National Treasure. I do I think too. It's a fun it's, movie. It's it knows what it is. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. fun. Yeah, and I feel, but I also feel like National Treasure is only fun to Americans. <laughs> yeah, American historians. <laughs> yeah, because like, well, I mean, just Americans in general, because we 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 know that history. But any other country who watches that movie, I don't think Japan was like. Oh, like there's a map on the back of the Congress or um, on, on the, the ba- Congress. On the Congress. <laughs> um, I don't even think you know American history. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. It's late. It's, it's two in the morning here. He's a liar. <laughs> that like I don't think there's like you know in Japan they're like oh there's a map on yeah. the back of the Declaration of yeah. Independence like that's awesome. Yeah. Like it's really cool to Americans, but no other country. Matt speaks for all non-Americans <laughs> and. Women. Yep. <laughs> Matt represents everyone tonight. <laughs> I'm here for you all. I'm here for your legal troubles. <laughs> your treasure trove legal troubles. <laughs> I will be your voice. <laughs> and his law firm is called Binders Keepers. <laughs> and he carries all his forms and trapper keepers. <laughs> oh, man. His five-star trapper keepers. <laughs> all right. Another question. What is your favorite on-screen couple? That you know the chemistry is there; it's enjoyable. What do you got, Hanto? Start us off. Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. That's pretty good. Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, what a sexy couple. So Pat- sexy. Patrick Swayze or Keanu Reeves. Oh man. Um, Reese Witherspoon and Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! They really had something. What going. movie was that? Fear. Previous episode. I thought you said Mark Ruffalo. Oh, Mark Ruffalo. Oh, my gosh. He said Mark Wahlberg. What yeah. is wrong with you? That's why him? I was confused. Oh, okay. I thought it was like, what episode are you referring to? <laughs> I thought you said Smelly Eggs. <laughs> oh, they were in a movie together. Um, uh, The one where Mark Ruffalo is a ghost. No, Reese Witherspoon's a ghost. Okay. That is uh, a movie, I think. Heaven. Heaven, heaven help us. I'm over it. <laughs> we can I'm move over. on. Okay. It's a good movie. <laughs> All right. I definitely did the Patrick Swayze to me more one. Oh, That's really? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. Matt, what do you got? Uh, I said it earlier in the podcast, but Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. That's good, yeah. I really like the movie Overboard. Okay. <laughs> I really like the movie Overboard. <laughs> like, like, really, you really. Have, like, no. really <laughs> like the movie Overboard. Like, I, Kurt Russell's my favorite actor, and I'm pretty sure the first movie I'd ask him about when I saw him was... Like, dude, I love Overboard. Like, not the. Not, yeah. That's what you would ask him. I, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Sir. Why do I love Overboard? <laughs> no, I love Overboard. Thank you. <laughs> question mark. <laughs> what does this mean? Now, um, it'd be before, like, I asked him about Escape from New York or. Uh, like the, the computer that wore tennis shoes. Yeah, it'd be like, dude, Overboard, man. What's up with that? You, you and your. I, I don't think he's married to Goldie. No, Hill. they're just like, they're partners, I guess. Yeah, Wouldn't you get partners. common? Was it common law? Yeah, something? they're married by common law. Yeah, yeah. When you're ma- you live with someone for taking, so long. <laughs> spend some more legal. That's round corner. Some more legal. <laughs> yeah, here at Binders Keepers. <laughs> Thank you. I, I give you five star advice. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple. I had um, Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas. I think they really have it. And yeah, it was good. It was fun. Even in uh, like uh, War of the Roses, I think. It oh kinda, yeah. Reunion uh, with Dan DeVito again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. That movie is dark. It is it's dark. Pretty movie. dark. I think it's supposed to be a comedy. It is not funny. It's like a dark yeah, yeah, black comedy, I it's, guess. Yeah, it's too dark for me. Yeah. Like, um, I can't even see it. Like, I need a flashlight to watch that movie. It's so dark. 
good one. Boom. Burn. Uh, That's what I was saying in a review of that movie, when that movie came out. I was like, somebody get me a fa- flashlight because this is a really dark movie. <laughs> somebody get me a flashlight. <laughs> this is a really dark movie. Somebody get a flashlight because my power's out. <laughs> I put Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, they're, they're a pretty steamy couple, man. Yeah. Like, pretty, pretty, pretty steamy. Pretty, 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 pretty steamy. Pretty steamy. <laughs> steamy. steamy. Um, and then I put Adam Sandler. <laughs> I also put Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. That's all right. Um, I think they're. I think they got it in Wedding Singer. Yeah, I. Not a fan. I mean, you like I, Wedding Singer? No, I like it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it in the M Sandler. I was there. Adam Sandler episode that we did. Man, this is like is this a year end review we're doing today? <laughs> yeah. What you know what I feel like with these couples is how come they didn't make it in the real world? You know what I mean? Because it's for a movie, Matt. No, yeah. I mean like they're so steamy. Like you look at. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, and it's like they okay, made they're a couple now, and they're a couple right yeah. after they did Mr. and Ms. Smith. But then you look at like Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, same thing. But then you look at Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson, and you're like, what happened? How come they didn't like turn into a thing? They're so like such a good romantic couple. Hmm. I don't know. Huh? We should ask them next time we. Uh, you guys them. believe relationships in the workplace? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Do I believe relationships in the workplace? Very well worded, Matt. Um, let me think about that. <laughs> Can happen. I ain't get to finish. Oh, sorry. Can't happen. All right. Let's uh, round this off. Whatever you watch this week. Hanto. I watched a South Korean movie called A Hard Day. And was it good? Yeah, it was really good, actually. It's a, um, a thriller about a detective that is involved in a hit and run, and somebody witnesses it. Okay. And thrills ensue. Hence the title, Thriller. No, A Hard Day. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've, heard of this, I've heard of A Hard Day before. I didn't know that's what that was about. Yeah, it's really, it, I, it's pretty solid. You I mean, I'm a, it, I'm a huge fan of uh, Korean cinema. Okay. So I've been looking for a new one to watch, and I watched it. Oh. I also watched another foreign movie called The Hunted with Mads Mikkelsen. Who's that? He is the villain in Casino Royale. La Chief? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He's okay. pretty good. All right. Yeah. Kind of a kind of a dark movie, worth watching now. Yeah, it's worth checking out, I guess. Okay. And then, guys, I did it. You I'm finished X Files. I'm all caught up on X Files. Oh man, so much to say. Um, but I'm done talking about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. On oh this man, podcast no, anymore. no. <laughs> all right. So at this point of the podcast, we're three episodes into X Files. We I just, think we, all three of us just finished the episode with what's his name? Reese Darby. Yeah, where it's basically he's like a weird creature. Yes, which was by far the best episode of this entire series. I would so say far. it's a solid entry in X Files as a whole. Yeah, oh no, yeah, yeah it's phenomenal. oh yeah, I think it's going to bank in my top ten favorite. Oh, X-Files for sure. Of all time. Yeah, it's pretty much where I want like the comedy to be. Yeah, and I know this... it doesn't have to be there all the time. No, when they do like those special comedic episodes. Yeah, because there's a bunch. Yeah, there, I was but pl- yeah, I think that's like the level. Of ridiculousness that I want it to be at, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, well, because it's so funny because it's out, of, it's so out of place. Yeah, you know, it doesn't fit like the overall theme of the show or anything. No, and it's a, like they kind of do, uh, they kind of do a similar episode with the vampires in Texas. Yeah, it's kind of like the same theme mm-hmm. where it's like different stories or perspectives on what's going on. Yeah, with the yeah. kid from Big Green. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's a question for you guys: What's your favorite X Files episode offhand? Man, I watched a bunch, man. Yeah, well, what's the, what's the one that stuck with you the most? Uh, Man, because I can theme off of like ten of them that are awesome. Arcadia, 
That one's that one's all right. Arcadia's up there. Um, home. Home, home is like pretty disturbing. Yeah, home's like one of the creepiest X Files episodes. Probably the scariest X Files episode ever. Yeah, the that's... Bruce Campbell one's up there. That's actually oh, yeah. an interesting episode because it's almost like you have uh, you sympathize with the villain. Yeah, it's a weird episode, but yeah. they, they do but a really solid, good job yeah. with that. I think my favorite would have to be X Cops. I actually, you know what? I watch it and it's like it's good. Really, I, yeah, it's yeah. A really I think good. It's I such clever yeah. writing. It's good, and it's basically like a found footage. Yeah, episode. it is. Yeah, but it's done so it's done so smart and uh, and like it was just cool because like they basically did two Fox TV shows and it was Cops and X-Files and they morphed it. They did a crossover. No, even like bad X-Files episodes, I'm, when I say bad, I mean like first person shooter. Yeah, that's supposed to be like the worst. It's not even, even. Yeah, it's really not it's, that bad. It's yeah. entertaining. Yeah. I mean, they know it's goofy and it's, you know, this like, it was um it's supposed to be like a, what, it's pretty much a laser tag mm-hmm. 3D simulator thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's fun. Yeah. I, yeah. All right, Matt, what do you got? What did you watch this week? Hit us. Okay, so I'm on Hitchcock movies still. Still? Yeah. It's Hitchcock month. Okay. Um, so I watched Rear Window. And then I watched... Okay, so Hulu put a ton of spaghetti westerns on. Nice. I'm a big spaghetti western fan. And I watched one yesterday called uh, For, For the Apocalypse. Okay, I've never... Or, sorry, For For the Apocalypse. It's hard to say. Is um, it from Italy or... Yeah, it's Italian. It's okay. uh, Lucci Fulci. Okay. Yeah, it's his, like, who directed Zombie. Yeah, Zombie and, yeah. And the Beyond. Mm-hmm. And it, it was weird. Like, I expected it to be a gross-out Western, but it was like a spaghetti Western drama. Okay. Yeah, because, like, none of the main characters are gunfighters or, like, fighters in general. Was it uh, pre- or post-Zombie? Uh, What year is Zombie? Zombie's Probably 1970s or 80s. It's, like, 19... 19- yeah, yeah, it's it's pre-zombie. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty what, cool. Here's Dawn of the Dead. Like 76 or something? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, this movie was 74 or 5. Okay. I'll have and, to check it out. Um, yeah, because zombie, and this was for the viewers, Lucci Fulci's movie, Zombie, is actually supposed to be the... Dawn of the Dead the sequel. sequel. to Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Because in... The, in um, it's What's it called? It's called Dawn of the Dead. No, it's called Zombie 2. Yeah, but it Italy. it was supposed to be Dawn of the Dead too, I think. Yeah, because Dawn of the Dead over in Italy is called Zombie. Yeah, man, they got really confusing with those Dawn of the Dead movies, especially when like in recent like years where they did like the Night of or Birth of the Living Dead and kind of all those like. Yeah, I don't think those count. I feel like the, I yeah, feel like but George it's Ramirez like directed, but I feel like they don't count. Yeah, but they have all those like of the Living Dead and it got really. Are you really talking confusing. about the ones that Romero actually made or yeah. no? Just I, the Diary of the Dead. Yeah, and... there's Diary of the Dead. Um, I think they did the Day of the Dead kind of remake with um, it had, what's his name from Dawn of the Dead remake too. Oh. Um, um, Ken Ford. Rames. Oh, Ving Rhames. Oh, yes, yeah. it did. Yeah, yeah. 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 Where he's the character. Uh, I heard I it's bad. I think he's supposed to be like Captain Rhodes. It was the bad not guy. a good movie. I heard it's like a shit movie. Which is weird because you think with Dawn of the Dead being such a big remake yeah. that they would have gave the budget to the Day of the Dead remake. And yeah. Like, yeah. The other one was a success. We can do it again. But it's bad. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I, see, I'll tell you what, though. I really Oh, it has Nick Cannon as well. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, the Sorry. girl from American Beauty. Um, Mina Sor- yep. Suvari. Yep. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, Matt. No, I really do like the Dawn of the Dead remake. No, oh, it's, it's pretty solid. Yeah, it's a really solid, like... And it's before the zombie craze. It was before 28 Days Later? A- after. After, okay. I think it's after. Okay. Yeah, because it's... Because uh, 28 Days Later is, like, around the I same think it might time as Shaun of the Dead. It might have been 2003, and I think Dawn was, like, 2004 or something. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that was a good 
like time and then just fucking sp- like just spawn so many other shitty zombie movies. I mean, there's some good ones in the mix there, but yeah, for the most part, yeah. that is a future podcast I do want to do with you guys though. We and eventually we'll do it because I, I, to be honest, I am zombied out. Like, I'm, yeah, but I do want to do a zombie podcast because we, I mean, us three being horror fans, we celebrated the zombie genre for like so many years before it got big. So, and we, we know so much about it. Mm-hmm. So I do want to do a podcast with you guys about cool. that. Cool. No, I'm done. I just don't know what movie we'd cover. We could do... Um, um, Day of the Dead. That Cranberry, <laughs> do, a, a Cranberries documentary? We could do Dawn of the Dead. No, we could... <laughs> what? Zombie. 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 You <laughs> hear <laughs> He's doing his Adam Sandler hand motions. It was Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> Is that what, all you watched this week? Yeah. What do you have? I got I got a couple. I've been killing Community, which I feel like I've missed out all these years. I think it's absolutely hysterical. It's good, like, the first few seasons, I feel like, and then kind of dropped off for me. Well, I'm sure I'll finish the next four seasons by the next podcast we yeah. do, so I'll let you know in yeah. three days. <laughs> um, me and Matt watched a movie together called Creep. Okay. With, um, I forget where she, is it It's in a subway or something? No, that's what. Oh, no, no it's, it's Mark Duplass. Yes, that's yeah, right. yeah, that's, I, I started watching it. I um, was kind of bored. By the time we got to the end, um, it was worth watching. I mean, I would never watch it again, probably. But That's like on a... He's pretty creepy in that movie. Yeah. I think, yeah, he did a really good job. Um, the whole movie just has two people in it the entire time. Yeah. I know that they just did it, you know, it was just like a low budget, um, you know, not a really big crew, and I kind of respected it for that. Yeah. For, so, yeah, like that whole style is kind of like the Mumblecore movement that the, the Duplass brothers... Sort of started. Okay. It's been around, but, like, they're kind of famous for kind of starting. That's where they kind of started out. They kind of did, like, low budget, uh, where they all fill the roles of, like, director, camera, and everything. And then um, even, like, Ty West, they kind of, like, all those guys that did VHS, they kind of uh, do, like, uh, I forget what they call it, like, horror core or something. Like, something yeah, like something something along the lines of filling, like, tying horror into mumblecore. I can't oh, remember really? what it's called. I like, think it's cool. I dig it. Yeah, it's cool. I, I don't like this. Now, it's all right. I think it's... it's the I dialogue it's, gets a little wonky sometimes. Yeah, I, I think the best thing I've read about Mumblecore is that it's like a really awesome first draft to a screenplay. Exactly. Because it's all improv. They improv yeah. the entire movie and all the lines. The dialogue and like it's all improv. Like yeah. Drinking Buddies. I, I think Drinking Buddies is and that's, an awesome That's movie. the one of the guys, uh, Swanberg. Yeah. Yeah, and Ty West is in there as well. Yeah. Like, they're all in the same like group. Um. But, like, I just feel like they're really good concepts, but they're not thought out enough. Like, they need to be in drafts. But yeah, yeah because... they do, like, the first draft. Like, you know, I wrote this down on a piece of paper. Let's do this. Yeah. And I like the energy, but I guess I just don't like where it goes. It kind of still... gets, gets unnatural with the dialogue. Even yeah. though it's supposed to be natural, it just doesn't fit sometimes. It gets a little desperate. It feels like they're, coming, they're trying to come up with a story with, like, it started off as a really good idea, and then they're trying to, f- like, flesh it out. Like, like on the okay, fly, basically. Going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll still back up Drinking Buddies. I think even though that movie's all improv from what I've read, it's a very well put together movie. Actually, that's the best one I've seen of Mumblecore. That's yeah. I, I really did like Drinking. No. Yeah. No. No, I've never seen Mumblecore. Oh man. Or Drinking Buddies. Yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, Drinking Buddies is really good. You I ever like seen uh, Scrooged? I have. Did you see Star Wars? Yeah. Oh man, you're cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's oh, cool. Cinema Cult. That means a lot to <laughs> me. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, one last thing I did watch. Uh, I did want to bring up. I watched um, the Entourage movie, <laughs> and I will say, I would not consider it to be the worst movie of last year. 
And the reason I say that is I'm not saying it was a great movie by any means, but for what Entourage is, it was just a continuation. No, of the yeah, show. it's just a yeah. it's just a series of vignettes. It is like an Entourage yeah. episode, pretty yeah. much. And I, I, I was entertained the entire time. Yeah. I mean, I thought I'd still stand by it as being one of the worst because Ridiculous Six is now my worst of 2015. But you know, and it's one of those things where, like, when the Sex and the City movies came out, like, were they that bad, or were they that bad to people who weren't familiar with the show? Well, it was like also review, kind like of, movie reviewers. Well, I know it was kind of a, a box office bomb too, but that first Sex and the City movie was really big when that came out. That was yeah. huge because it was the same thing where it was like it'd been you know quite a few years since the show went off the air and it came out and everybody swarmed to it and Entourage just didn't do anything. I think it made like thirty something million. Well, like, what's the concept though when they like these studios go to make these basically TV movies? Like, what's the concept there? Is it like they're trying? Are they trying to find new fans? Are they or trying are they- to like like um? resolve all the loose ends i guess yeah so like for and like x-files is this way too like you're not going to get any viewers interested into the x-files with the movies yeah you know so are they movies made for the fans i think it's more for the fans to be honest or are they movies to make fans no i think they're for the purely for the fans i'm sure you're gonna make fans in a way maybe so So. that that way i feel like film critics don't have any say in these movies unless they've seen like all the episodes yeah yeah also, I don't know if I ever mentioned that Entourage was one of the worst movie viewing experiences on this podcast. Um, I don't think so. What happened? Talk to us. <laughs> I saw it what? with my brother. How were uh, you hurt? <laughs> uh, oh, I was deeply hurt because about 15 minutes into the movie, the power went out. Oh, I think you did tell us this. Did, did you tell us this? I can't, I can't remember if it was on air or off you, air. You tell us again. But, uh, yeah, the power You're went out. You're watching Aquaman, and the power went out. No, that was, the, that was an episode. <laughs> That's an episode of Entourage. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> But yeah, the power went out like 15 minutes in. We sat in silence and in kind of no, the the lights were on. But uh we sat there for about 20 minutes and the movie came back on and they didn't offer a refund at all. See, that would uh I would have said Did something. you ask for a refund? They should have offered. Just oh, really? Yeah, they just Did they know? Yeah, they they knew. Did you get more popcorn? No. Oh man, this sounds horrible cuz I love popcorn. Yeah, I know you do. I yeah. Especially from Green Inferno, another episode that we did. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Well, thanks for listening to our year-end review. <laughs> That's all we've done is reference older podcasts. Next week is Matt's pick, and Matt picked the 2016 movie... Entourage. Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> no, Matt, what did you pick for next week, bud? Okay, so next week we are covering heist movies, and we're watching the movie Swordfish. Let's okay. do it. I've never seen it. With Hugh okay. Jackman, John Travolta, and Halle Berry. Okay. This is like the first entry in 2000. Yeah. This is like one of the first movies to come out in like 2000. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember, okay. okay, do you remember this movie being a big deal? Yes. Yeah. For, okay. wait, don't say for why. I remember why it was a big deal. I Me remember too. why. And we'll yeah. talk about it. Um, okay. Oh, there's like, yeah, never mind. My, yeah. my head was somewhere else. Okay. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> he was big rising star. <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> No, I'm actually excited. I've never seen it. So, All right, well, join us next week. We're going to watch the Hugh Jackman film, Swordfish, picked by Matt over here. We're going to discuss heist films. As always, I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. We'll see you next week. Two, we got two, one. It's got.
one, oh three. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Three, two. It's like scat, man. He's like, one, two, three, and scat. <laughs> All right, three, two, one.